Welcome to Agribusiness Conversations, the consumer edition. This is Amber Morin, your host. These are conversations with everyday consumers, the people we as farmers and ranchers feed and clothe. We often talk about what they're thinking when it comes to their food purchases, but when was the last time you engaged with one of them? Now, I'm not trying to guilt you. It has been a while since I've had one of these conversations too. And this episode is designed to help agribusiness professionals keep consumer needs, concerns, and questions in mind. Because let's face it, the buzzwords, food fear tactics, and labels weigh on consumers. While these conversations are an opportunity to hear what's on consumers' minds, if you want to engage in this conversation, please use the podcast and social media comment sections. Keep it scientifically based, and please keep it kind. I will also use future podcasts to address some of these questions. Let's get started. I'm really excited today to introduce you to Kelly Stevenson. She has joined the show. Kelly, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. So yes, my name's Kelly Stevenson. I am a resident of Gilbert, Arizona for about eight years. I've been in Arizona itself for 27 years. I am married. Um, My husband is a captain with the Phoenix Fire Department. We have two kids. They're fourth grade and first grade. So I'm a mom and I work as a real estate agent here in the East Valley. And I also do a lot of um, volunteering with the kids with Girl Scouts and school functions and all of that. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Thanks, Kelly. So it sounds like you are doing a lot of extra functions with the kids and possibly feeding some other um, families' kids along the way as you're doing these activities. The consumer edition of the podcast is to really understand purchasing behavior, what you guys are looking at, what causes you guys to buy certain foods over another, whether it's the label or price. So just to get started, you know, your food needs are based off from your your family, which you said you had two kids and it's your husband. Are you, do I have that right that you are buying for other gatherings and parties and other people too? So, um, yes, we, we entertain here and there. I do host, um, like we're hosting Super Bowl, So we have events here and there at the house. I also do have friends over here and there with their kids get together swimming. We have a pool. Um, so we do a lot of swimming things in the summer with the kiddos with snacks and all that. And then as far as the, the school related or the volunteering related, I don't really do much food wise with Girl Scouts unless we're having a Girl Scout party of some sort. And then I do classroom when they have the parties you know, a lot of times there's, there's snacks involved with the classroom parties where you sign up for something, but that's kind of the extent of that related to, to the kids. So how is it for you when you're looking at food or snacks for your family or even other people's families and kids that you buy healthy food options? And then the second part of that question is what is your definition of healthy food? 
So healthy foods, very important in our family. My husband, given his career, has to stay very healthy so that he can last and do what he needs to do as a firefighter. And we just are raising our kids to know healthy food. And we don't emphasize calories or fat or, you know, any of that as far as aesthetic things. Our definition of healthy food is whole real food that will um, sustain them and make them the best kids they can be mentally and physically. So we talk a lot about strong. Um, my girls do, we have two girls and they do jujitsu and we talk about, okay, well, you need to eat protein to help you build muscles and be, be strong to help you, you know, able to defend yourself. So we, we talk just, we emphasize healthy as far as what it will do to their bodies. Um, we try to stay away from things that are packaged, but we're not perfect. We do eat our share of packaged foods or processed foods. We just really try to look at what's in them and make the healthiest choices possible. But we're human and we're on the go. And, you know, you, you can't always find, quote, healthy food 100% of the time. Absolutely. Well, I am guilty of eating processed foods as well. So I kind of want to dig into the... The processed food versus real food, because I heard you say mm -hmm. food, and by real food, can you explain what you mean a little bit more by that? So instead of eating like, well, for the kids, instead of having fruit snacks, we're going to have real fruit. Instead of having Doritos, we're going to have the veggie chips, simple things. So they still feel like they're having, quote, fun kid food, but it's just a little bit better choices. We're big on water. In this family, we don't do any juice or soda, and I'll get probably get into that a little bit more later with the sugar. But we just we we pack a water, and we say your bodies need water. That's as that's as pure as you can get as far as um, you know liquid form. So that's what I mean by real food. Hopefully, hopefully that clarified. It yeah, it does. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that I was hearing you correctly. I certainly don't want to ever speak for the people I'm interviewing. So my second question right. is. Where do you shop? And by this question, I mean, do you shop online? Are you an Amazon food shopper? Do you, is it a traditional grocery store? Do you hit farmer's markets? And why do you shop that way? So we pretty much shop at just your traditional grocery store. I don't know if I can name names or not, but just, you know, traditional grocery store on the corner. Mm -hmm. I wish that I did more farmer's market type shopping, but the truth of it is I need to be able to go one place and get all my groceries for the sake of time and convenience. We kind of have two different grocery stores. We go back and forth just depending on which one we're closest to and what they have sales on. We also do shop at like the bulk, you know, stores for certain items that we have found that we want to buy in bulk. We usually do that about once a week or so. But day to day, if I just need you know, our regular grocery items, I'm running into just the, the grocery store. Fantastic. Well, and that kind of leads me into my second question, which is how important is, is price when it comes to your food purchases? Are you a bargain shopper? And you did say you were driven by convenience. And I was going to ask you mm -hmm. what factors you might be driven by. So besides convenience, how important is price? And are there any other factors that sort of play into your food purchases? Honestly, just convenience. We, I wish I was a bargain shopper. I wish I was a coupon person. 
I'm just not. I We pretty much eat the same thing day to day and week to week. We're not overly expansive in our food. So I just know what we need, you know, what cereal, what milk, what what vegetables, what fruit, you know, what proteins, and we just buy the same thing. And so for me, it's all about the convenience. If I find something on sale, great. If I notice that the kid's cereal is running a special, I'll stock up, but it's just kind of organic. It happens that way. I don't go through all the ads and plan. I wish I did, but again, I'm just, it's not my, it's not my strength. Hey, I'm not knocking you for not being a bargain shop. It takes extra effort. So I understand. What do you look for on food labels that help you make more informed decisions and target words? Are there any target words on labels that you gravitate toward or against? So I kind of mentioned this before, but our number one factor that we look at on labels is sugar. We do our darndest to keep sugar super low in our household. Um, I mentioned that my kids don't have juice. We don't have soda. We, even their cereals, there's so many sugary cereals. We really look at the sugar content. I also do kind of look at ingredients. If I can say the ingredients and if I can identify the ingredients, especially when I'm buying packed, obviously packaged foods. So if I can read all the ingredients on the veggie chips or on the um, nutrition bars or, you know, whatnot, then I'm going to go for those versus ingredients I can't pronounce. That's kind of a red flag for me. But we just always look at sugar. There's so much hidden sugar in things you wouldn't think of like ketchup, peanut butter and jelly. We we look for the jelly that's low sugar. And we don't just look at the label on the front that advertises low sugar. We actually turn it over and read the ingredient, the grams of sugar and the ingredients. So we know we're not just falling for like a marketing ploy. We're actually being, you know, intelligent with our purchasing. So definitely sugar. (laughs) Well, that's good to hear that you're, you know, you're turning your food over. You're actually looking what's in it (laughs) because I am guilty of not doing that often enough. And I know I could be a little bit more healthier if I did that. So, you know, do you ever feel confused about your food options there? You say you, you guys eat tons of real food and that makes perfect sense to me. But have you ever had an instance where you had the same food item, but they were different? um, They came from different companies, branded completely different. And were you confused? And what made you purchase one over the other? Um, I don't, I can't think of it an actual time. I just know in general, I get confused on the conflicting information that we hear about organic versus not not organic. I I really try not to to just hear like a marketing ploy and just fall for it. But again, there's just a lot of pros and cons to both from what I hear. And if we think about it, we do try to do uh, like the the dirty dozen. We try to you know pay attention to that. But like my husband, we were talking about last night, and he said honestly, because we eat a ton of berries, we we eat blueberries and strawberries all the time. And we just buy them and buy what's on sale and we wash them really good. So that's probably my number one. And I hear it a lot within people I hang out with who, you know, talk about organic and not, or hormones is another big one. Should, is there hormones in our milk? Is there hormones in our protein? Is it okay? You know, and I don't really get caught up in all of it, but I know it is like just a general confusing factor for a lot of people. So that's probably something that stays in the back of my mind, I guess, with, with food purchases. But 
again, I kind of just buy what is on sale when I'm there and I need it or, or not, you know, it doesn't determine my purchasing, but it's definitely something I would like to learn more about. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And I will definitely do what I can to um, sort of put you in touch with some people that might be able to help answer some of those questions. So on a scale of one to 10, how important is it to you to purchase food that is locally grown and, and why? So I feel really bad about my answer for this one, but I really don't think about it. I asked my husband too. We actually have family members who are um, cattle ranchers in another state. And so being in a quote ranching family uh, who are, you know, they're life work is raising cattle for beef. I, I definitely feel bad uh, not thinking about where my food's coming from, but I just, I don't, it's probably maybe like a three or four on the scale. It's more for me, just the food's there and that's what we need. And I buy it. And uh, if it comes locally, that's great. And I think that's awesome, but I'm not out there, I guess, searching for it. If I was, I guess I'd be more farmer's markets and such. No, that makes perfect sense. From this conversation, I realize time is valuable and you are all about convenience. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Efficiency. (laughs) All right. Do you, do you trust the food that is grown and processed in the U.S. as safe for your family and why or why not? I do trust that everything that's grown here in the U.S., that it is safe for us. I've never questioned it again, probably because some of our family, you know, raised, raised cattle for beef. And so I have that personal relationship there. I know a lot of people that are in the agriculture business and I, I just have never thought otherwise. I mean, if I didn't trust the food grown here, where, where the heck would I get my food from and where, what would I eat? So, uh, Yeah, it's it's not a concern for me. I know things happen and there's outbreaks of things and that's just, that's just part of agriculture and farming. But I definitely trust the farmers in this country that they're growing good food and doing the best they can to, to nourish our families and our country. Fantastic. Thank you, Kelly. I know they'll appreciate hearing that. So what (laughs) farmers and ranchers do to help you, the consumer, make better informed decisions So something I thought of, we with Girl Scouts, for instance, we've done some tours with a local dairy farm, a local family-owned farm here that grows produce and other things. So we've gone on some farm tours as a group for the Girl Scouts for different requirements they have. And I personally find that really interesting as a consumer when we go and we see, one, the strenuous hard work that these men and women do the science and technology that is put into what they're doing is incredible. And I just find it really interesting. So I, I don't know if it'd be possible, but I think especially with all the conflicts of the GMOs and the organics and all, you know, everything, all the buzzwords, I think that if local farmers could maybe just increase their community outreach or involvement, in some way to opening up to the consumer to come in and see what they do, walk their farm, visit their dairy farm. You know, there's so much bad propaganda out there. And uh, I think that people could see for themselves, the baby cows and all the stuff, it would just help. And I know it's helped me just by proxy of being there with the Girl Scouts. So that's just one thing I think that might help everyone get on the same page about 
agriculture and, and you know, where, what our, where our food comes from and how it's produced. And just more straightforward marketing related to, like, my questions from earlier with organic, not organic GMOs and to clarify things. But just more of that, I think, would, would help everyone. Fantastic. Thank you. And I know the people listening are going to really hone in on what you're saying. And that's part of the reason why agritourism is really taking off right now, because people are interested in how their food is grown. And so, you know, the hope is, is that we can help agribusinesses sort of take that next step and and kind of know what to do and what the consumer needs. So do you Mm -hmm. have any questions for the agriculture community right now? I hear one that has come out of this conversation, but if you want to go ahead and articulate it one more time, that would be great. Just more clarification on if we should be buying organic or not organic or what we should be buying that is organic, specifically the produce related. Also, is it better to have grass-fed beef, you know, just more clarification, I guess, on those key words that we're hearing everywhere right now. Fantastic. Thank you, Kelly. This is going to be listened to by a lot of agriculture producers. So I'm excited for them to sort of hear what you have to say and hope that they take that feedback and, you know, do with it what they can. And this is really why we had this conversation, because I wanted the opportunity for a consumer to have that one-on-one conversation, or as at least as close as possible, with as many agriculture producers. Thanks for being on the podcast, Kelly. I really appreciate it, and I've had some fun, and sort of, it gives me some insight on what you guys are looking for as well. So, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Agribusiness Conversations. Subscribe today on Apple iTunes or podbean.com. Until next time.